Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. You know, we've been talking this whole last few weeks about beyond, the devotional called Beyond, meaning that beyond our sorrows, beyond our griefs, beyond our disappointments, and it is a six-week Bible study that we've covered in probably four weeks. We're not covering it all because you can go online and get it. It's The author is Cindy Saab, and we interviewed her back in October. Last name is spelled S-A-A-B. And nowadays, so many of these books you can get for little to nothing for your Kindle. And I would I would strongly encourage it because, man, we're being bombarded. I think all of us are going through the time of Jacob's trouble. So today's devotion is called Seeking and Finding Joy. Sometimes you break before you know it. Valerie watched as the ambulance took her 30-year-old mother away. It had happened before, so she had no idea her mother would never be coming back. The adults around her might have known, but she was only seven. Until that day, they had protected her well. But her mother's death changed everything. Where she lived, where she ate, what she ate, how she spent holidays, who called her family. Mostly it changed her heart. Valerie couldn't name it at the time, but her biggest loss was the ability to trust. She no longer trusted people, and she certainly didn't trust God, and she didn't care. She became angry, resentful, and reckless, broken. Things about God... The thing about God, though, is you can give up on him, but he never gives up on you. For exactly 40 years, Valerie floundered while God pursued, constantly pulling her back toward himself as she tried in vain to heal her own grief. He loved her while she hated him. Valerie and her family members each carry pieces of her mother inside. Her mother's at rest with Jesus. Her mother is not lost. And thanks to the grace of God, Valerie is not lost either. She considers herself the one sheep of the 99, fully loved and filled with joy. So step beyond the noise, pain, situation, people, and meet God there. He is waiting with outstretched arms for you to come. Elizabeth Elliot shares, Among the most joyful people I have known have been some who seem to have had no human reason for joy, but the sweet fragrance of Christ is shown through their lives. Don't let another day pass without finding joy. And that concludes all that we'll be reading from a six-week Bible study called Beyond, Finding Strength and Hope through unexpected storms. Let's pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I hold up to you today. Each listener, I hold up to you the family members, the children, the grandparents. We're on this journey together, Lord. I pray for this show that our words will be your words. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. All this I pray in thy holy name. Amen. Ta-da! Arts and crafts. Well, you know, I want our young people to have fun learning, to have joy in the experience. But sometimes we need to take a step out and just also learn about how to help children and teens cope with grief. And one of the best metaphors I know is this. So if you've lost someone or a pet, it feels like you're being hit in the chest with a gigantic block of ice and it just sticks there. The ice block is so big you can barely focus. I mean, it might even knock you off your feet. It makes it difficult to do ordinary things. You feel like you are having trouble breathing or thinking clearly. You might even lose interest in doing things you used to enjoy like baseball or dancing. But I can assure you, because I've been there too, you won't feel like this forever. You need to learn to adjust your life to do things differently and in a new way because you have this giant ice block on your chest. It doesn't go away, but you just have to keep functioning. So you change some of your routines, and as time goes by, you learn how to do the special things in your life again, like birthday parties and holidays, This big, with this big block of ice on your chest. And with each day that passes, and with each new thing that you do, over time, the giant ice ball slowly melts because each day, very slowly, one tiny drip melts off. And as time goes by, without you even noticing it, the ice block gets smaller and lighter as it melts to the point where you don't even notice it anymore and it doesn't disrupt your life like it once did. But you always remember that big block of ice. It's not that you ever forget your loss, but it no longer weighs you down or interferes with your daily life. So as much as I would like to say we never have to deal with this topic in arts and crafts, that should just be fun experiential learning. There is times, and maybe today this was just for you, to look at the somber side of life in the fact that we're living in an enemy-occupied territory. But soon and very soon, we are going to learn so many beautiful, wonderful things. I can hardly wait. So have fun learning. Curriculum Corner. We're going to go through a few standards for English language arts. And these are overarching standards. Remember, curriculum is the path that you're choosing for your child. So when you pick a curriculum, you want to make sure that it includes this, or you want to make sure to incorporate it in your everyday life. Let's say that you do unschooling. You still want your children to be able to do this, and uh, what they need, need to be able to do is 
cite evidence to explain and justify their reasoning. And this is an easy thing to incorporate into our everyday lives. For example, a child may say something as simple as, um, if I eat broccoli, I am going to throw up. (laughs) I don't know, that's such a wild example, but it happens all the time. And so you could say, and uh, has that happened? How about you eat your broccoli and let's get some empirical research here. Let's see if you eat your broccoli and if you really throw up. Or is this just an exaggeration? And so they can uh, say, well, I have, uh, I'm going to eat the broccoli and I'm going to start gagging and that justifies my reasoning. Now that's a very simple thing. But how about an older child that sees something on the internet and then that becomes incorporated into their thought system? Maybe they saw a scary video where they heard, you know, some scary things. And so now that they're, they're frightened and you want them to say, what is your evidence? You know, is it, and they all say, oh, it's Google or what, wherever they saw it, YouTube, it's this short video. It gives you an opportunity to really help them work through those kinds of things. We don't want them to be exposed to that. We don't want that kind of propaganda. So at the same time, it gives you an opportunity to help them learn how to cite evidence, original evidence, empirical evidence, and to explain and justify their reasoning. It actually helps them develop their higher order thinking skills. And that's a great thing to incorporate into your English language arts expectations. Questions parents ask. Well, this is a personal question. It's from someone anonymous. They do not want their name on the air. I was born and raised Catholic, but later I left Catholicism and I live as a Christian. And I'm trying to have a conversation with my husband, who is still Catholic, about why I don't practice Catholicism any longer. And I am struggling to put it eloquently. You know, I think when it comes right down to it, it's like what uh, one of my pastors who, he he's a Methodist pastor, but he's a friend of our family. And he said, as a Catholic, he, he found it was really scary and difficult how to get salvation because so much of it was based on penitence and, you know, doing the right thing. And then when he became a Methodist, he found it was a lot easier to find salvation. I think it all has to do with really that, that we are saved by the blood and grace of Jesus Christ, pure and simple. Well, I guess we've run out of time for this show. Thank you for spending time with us for the first half. In the second half, we're going to interview Linda Evans Shepherd. And our title for the interview is Make Time for Joy. It's all about her book, where she shares some of her experiences. And this interview is going to be thrilling. So please, come right back. Welcome. I'm here with Linda Evans Shepherd, and we are talking about Make Time for Joy. And I can't think of a better title because guess what? Life is hard, and we just slog through it so often. 
and just do what needs to be done. So, Linda, just maybe if I can just take a moment and share your bio. You are an award-winning author, and of course, you shared now me uh, with me this magazine where you're sitting there, and this is um, it's, the, it's titled Leading Hearts, but it's put out by or put out by the um, Speakers Association, Advanced, Advanced Writers Speaker Speakers Association. That's right. And you know, we really, we really have so many talented women. I've gotten to interview so many of them, but yet there's still some I want to interview. And uh, so you're involved with that. You are both an award-winning author and an award-winning evangelical press writer, as well as an award-winning publisher of Leading, Leading Hearts magazine, which is the one I'm holding in my hand. She is a YouTuber and former TV host, the president of Right to the Heart Ministries, and the leader of the Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. She is the author of 38 books, including Prayers for Every Need and Praying God's Promises. And for more information, you can go to her website, lindaevansshepherd.com. Is that a good, is there another website? Should they go to? This one might be easier to spell, and it's greatjoybook.com. Ooh, greatjoybook.com. Yeah, and it's all spelled out, greatjoybook.com. There you go. Okay, so what inspired you to write a book, Make Time for Joy? Well, you know, I find so many sad people, depression is on the rise, so many people are thinking about it would be nice if they didn't even exist. And I want to put a stop to all of that because we can make a choice for joy. Joy doesn't necessarily have to do with our circumstances. I mean, sure, we all go through hard circumstances. I certainly have. But what if there was a way to pray yourself to joy and I want to share the secrets that I've learned about that you know as you were talking I was thinking isn't it true that when we are in a attitude of joy that's when the evil one has the least amount of power over us because God created us for his joy and when we are depressed and sad we are very vulnerable to whatever Satan was going to throw at us. So not only is make time for joy good for your own mental health, it's good for your spiritual health, and it will provide such a great protection. Okay, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, the way that this book is light, laid out, and I have it in my hand, and of course it's very beautifully, the cover is beautiful. It's a hardback, so it's a great for giving uh, as a gift giving. And it's, it's almost like each chapter is a prayer. So, Yes, let me tell you a little yeah, bit about how I, that, I about wrote that. this. So we've got, a, I don't know, a, probably like 50 to 80 different topics. I don't remember now. But 
what we did or what I did is for every topic that was about joy, a way, a joy builder, or even a joy blocker, I did a Bible study on it. So on the right side of the each two page spread, I have the scriptures from the Bible study, the scriptures that I found that talked about that particular topic. Then on the left side of the page, I wrote a prayer based on these scriptures. This makes this prayer God's will because you are praying scripture back to God. Now it's paraphrased and I use a lot of modern speak in it, if you will. And so it's powerful. It's praying God's word and it's helping you get rid of those joy blockers and embrace joy every day. So you start out with abundant life. You know, God wants us to have an abundant life. It's hard to say that maybe to someone who's just lost their job or maybe they've just lost their child. Mm -hmm. But God does want us to have an abundant life. Maybe you could just read a little bit or tell us about why you chose even the title Abundant Life. Well, yes, I, I think life abundant life is the direction we need to be heading. We need to find that joy that God has for us. So I found so many wonderful scriptures, like let's take a look at um, uh, 2 Corinthians 9 through 8. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you so that always, that by always having enough of everything, you may overflow in every good work and so then if in the prayer itself which is longer than just a paraphrase of that um, it says you always deal with my shortcomings with grace and provide blessings for my every moment even when I am too blind to see your gifts so we take these thoughts and we talk about um, how God can be there and that for us. Have you ever had such a devastating experience that you thought the joy had been sucked out of your life? Oh, absolutely. And when my baby was thrown out of a car when she was only 18 months old in a very violent car crash, and the doctors told me she would be in coma until she was 80 years old. They called it a vegetative state. I had joy sucked out of my life. Wow. And, you know, that evening I had a choice to make. And the choice that I felt I had to make was whether or not my daughter and I would live or whether or not we would die. And I couldn't help but think about Job in those hours and think about what he said. He said, Lord, even if you slay me, I will trust in you. And so I kind of paraphrased that prayer into my own prayer. And I said this to the Lord. I said, Lord, I've decided we're going to live just to see if you can turn this mess into a miracle. And I prayed that prayer over 30 years ago. And I have to tell you that God did turn our lives into a miracle. And I'm not saying it was an easy journey. My daughter came out of that coma and she came back disabled. And a lot of people would be, oh dear, your daughter is not viable. She's not worthy of life. But she was the most joyful person I ever knew. And she taught me how to see joy, even in times I wanted to have a pity party. Yes, and you know, um, her disability 
Uh, well, everyone, everyone has some disability, but hers, hers was such that you really had to be devoted to her. Yes. And um, I had a friend that was like that. I mean, she, she wanted to volunteer. She had spina bifida, but she was so disabled that she couldn't walk or anything, you know. So, but she wanted to volunteer at my school. And I remember people saying, you don't want that. That's going to be an added burden. But I just couldn't say no. She just wanted some purpose in her life. And so they would bring her every day. And my job at the e in the evening was to somehow to transfer from the wheelchair into her grandma's car because her parents didn't want to have anything to do with her. So her mm -hmm. grandma had stepped up. And you know, to this day, that was the biggest blessing in my life, was serving her. It, it, it spoke more to me. She was so happy. She was so happy for that little gift of being able to come and have kids read to her and everything. How long did your daughter live? My daughter lived all to the day after her 30th birthday. So you had 30 years had of 30 blessing. Years. Yes. 30 and years of blessing. It was a blessing. And you know, sometimes when you are loving others, even when it's inconvenient or hard or difficult, there will be so many blessings in that. Yes. I am looking at a very beautiful young lady who I uh, have admired for a long time. I'm talking to Linda Evans Shepherd, and we're talking about her book, Make Time for Joy, Scripture-Powered Prayers That Brighten Your Day. And you know, sometimes when you feel so discouraged, you just need to force yourself to pick up the Word or pick up a book like this and choose joy. There's not one page in here that won't give you a blessing. And I'm thinking, you know, as I was talking to you, I'm thinking of this chapter called Contentment. And the Apostle Paul tells us, you know, that in all circumstances, we're supposed to be content. That mm. is hard. It is hard, but it's possible. It certainly is. I'd love to read this prayer. Yes, read it. Oh, let me read. This is a beautiful prayer. That will be great to end our first show. Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of contentment, which you wrap around me like a blanket of love. You keep me in perfect peace whenever I remember to put my trust fully in you. Trusting in you is better than trusting in money. It's funny how money has a way of disappearing, but you never disappear. The truth has shown me that it's better to have you, my provider, than money in the bank. You always take care of me. You have promised me that you will never leave or abandon me. Riches won't give me contentment. But when I am in you, I can find contentment even when I'm flat broke. In fact, you are my secret to contentment. Whether I am full of food or go to bed hungry, I know I can trust in you because you will not only give me strength to endure, but the ability to overcome. The good news is that you are walking with me on a path that leads to a beautiful life. As we walk together, you bring me true joy and contentment because the pleasures of knowing you are never ending. When rich or poor, I am blessed. Thank you, Lord.
Amen. What a great way to close the show. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope you come back tomorrow for part two of my interview with Linda Evans Shepherd. And be sure and go to her website, greatjoybook.com, or go to lindaevansshepherd.com, either one. And uh, I have one last thing to say, and that is God bless. You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.